What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kelly G, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Actually, I hope y'all are having a wonderful week so far. We're that much closer to the weekend. I hope y'all are ready for the weekend just as much as I am. Even though the week has been good so far for me, so... I hope y'all are ready for the weekend. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of news to touch on. We got, of course, I got to bring you another TikTok update and what's going on with that whole thing. We got a whole other thing to talk about with the whole stock market and everything that's going on with that. We got things to talk about when it comes to all the titans and tech industry. And then we'll hit on some uh, some other fun news at the end. Some things to hit on the airlines and what they, they're doing currently and some other tech news that I found pretty interesting about Amazon and Netflix. And we may talk about monetary, we may talk about the United States dollar and how the dollar is comparing to other currencies. But we start with this. The Federal Reserve has a new monetary policy. And it's big news. This is like one of those massive news. Think Jada Pinkett Smith's entanglement story that totally broke the internet. That's how big this news was with the fact that the Federal Reserve is changing the way that they're handling monetary policy and they're going about the way that they touch on interest rate, touch on inflation, all that kind of stuff. This is massive news because it affects everybody. It affects the way that we handle businesses. It affects the way that we get loans. It affects every single thing and it's a massive deal. However, apparently the general public doesn't really find economic news that interesting so you probably didn't see this on your timeline or you didn't really see this on twitter as a trending topic but it's actually a massive deal it's actually a really really big deal so what did the fed do the fed announced that it is freeing itself from its usual usual restrictive way of keeping in keeping inflation around that two percent rate basically what they're saying is they're no longer going to try and say Every year, we're going to try and keep inflation around 2%. We don't want inflation to ever get above 2%. If it gets above 2%, we're going to have to act and do something on it to make sure that inflation doesn't go above 2%. But they're basically saying, yo, recently, inflation has been very stubborn. It's not really moved that much. And so we're not going to try and keep inflation that at 2% anymore. We're just going to kind of let inflation average out over a number of years to two percent now if you don't know what inflation is inflation is the reason why milk no longer costs about 20 cents per gallon anymore i think now it costs around one dollar or so remember your dad would always tell you these stories about how he would go to the store and he would buy milk for like 20 cents or he would go to the store and he would buy eggs for like 15 cents for an entire pack of eggs or something like that and now he goes to the store and eggs cost like three dollars or anything like that basically that's the idea of inflation inflation is the increases in prices over time which reduces your purchasing power but it helps the economy expand basically as your paycheck increases the economy can also increase and so prices of goods and services will also increase and all of these things combined help the economy to expand however too much inflation is not good it's kind of like when your mom told you too much of a good thing is never good so you know when you want to eat all that ice cream and your mom is like no you can't eat all that you're gonna be sick later it's basically the same thing with inflation if we have too much inflation 
it's not a good thing. And so that's where the Fed Reserve comes into play. It tries to make sure that inflation stays around that 2% mark year over year to ensure that the economy keeps growing, the economy keeps expanding, producers can continue to charge more money for their goods and services, and the economy will just keep growing because if they're charging more for the goods and services, they may be able to pay people more money and people will be able to buy more things in the economy and it just keeps on growing like that. However, in the last 10 plus years or so, inflation has been very, very stubborn. I mean, it's been like a goat that doesn't want to move. It's like trying to milk a goat. Have you ever tried to milk a goat? It's extremely hard because goats are extremely stubborn. They just don't like budging. They don't just like moving. And so inflation hasn't moved above that 2% mark in about 10 years now. It has stayed stubbornly below 2%. It has just stayed stubbornly below 1% for for most of that one-year time period. And the Fed has not really been able to do anything to try and bring inflation back up. Even with the fact that we had a massive unemployment, even with the fact that we had, I mean, my bad, we had massive employment, historically low unemployment, inflation did not budge. Even though the, the, the whole economy was expanding, GDP was doing amazing things, inflation did not move. We didn't see any kind of major change to inflation. And so the Fed were like, you know what? Since inflation hasn't really changed in the long term, even with all the moves that we've been making over and over and over again, we're not going to deal with inflation anymore. We're just going to let it average out over a number of years. We're going to let it average out to be 2%. So it means that if one year inflation is about 5%, they're cool with it because as long as in the following years inflation stays about zero percent so they they don't care as long as over time it averages out to be about two percent so what does this mean for you and i one of the key factors that the fed uses to control inflation is interest rates interest rates for like remember we talked about it multiple times where the fed has basically made interest rates zero because of the pandemic right now Basically, the Fed is going to be keeping interest rate at zero right now. That's the one way that they can control inflation to either slow it down or increase it. Because if you make interest rates closer to zero, it means that people are going to be more willing to borrow money, making it cheaper and more people are going to run to borrow money, which usually should drive inflation up. But usually it hasn't done that. On the other hand, you can raise interest rates will to drive inflation down because less people are going to be looking to borrow money. So what does this mean for you and I? Basically, interest rates are going to stay super low. You and I, we can keep on going out there and borrowing money at super cheap. If you can lock in your mortgage at a super cheap price, if you can get loans for different business opportunities at different at super cheap prices, you can do that and you can probably do that next year as well and the year after that because the Federal Reserve is not going to adjust it. So when you buy that new house or when you refinance your house, just send a little tweet to Jerome Powell and say, thank you, my guy. Thank you for having me get this free money for this house because interest rates are super duper low. But yeah, that's basically what's going on with monetary policy. Um, I was going to touch on the dollar, but I don't think we're going to have time for that. If we have time, I'll touch about it and how the dollar is getting weaker because of the whole pandemic and everything that's going on. Why that's not necessarily the best thing, because if the dollar gets too weak, it means that a lot of things are not as competitive for U.S. businesses to do outside of the U.S. anymore. And that messes up other economies. But we're not going to touch on the dollar today. I don't know why I even brought it up. But anyway, time for your weekly TikTok update. 
And this time around, the update is very juicy, it's very spicy, it's very unexpected. Recently, Walmart just said they're joining forces with Best, not Best Buy. Walmart is joining forces with Microsoft to try to buy TikTok from ByteDance. Now, much like myself, when I heard this news, you might be scratching your head as to like, that doesn't make sense. Why will Walmart, a retail co- company, want to buy TikTok, a software company? That doesn't make any sense. And not just a software company, a social media platform. Like, why, why would Walmart want to buy TikTok? Well, the thing is, the TikTok version that we have here in the United States is a very much like a kneecapped version. It's not the straight up version that they have in China. On the Chinese version of TikTok, it's literally an e-commerce platform. You can see somebody talking about a product, doing a live stream for a product, and within the app, you can buy that product immediately. Think of like how in Instagram, you're looking at stuff and you see that advertising for a product and you click on it, and it's like, oh, and it sends you to a link where you can buy it immediately. Basically, TikTok had that built into their app on the Chinese version where people can literally, you don't even get sent to another browser. While you're still watching the person doing the TikTok, watching the person doing the live stream, you can buy the product immediately with one click. Think of think of Amazon and the one click buy thing or click once and you can buy the thing immediately. Basically, TikTok has that built in on the Chinese version. So Walmart, which has been trying to increase its e-commerce presence and go against Amazon, thinks this will fit perfectly for its e-commerce powers. It will fit perfectly for it to expand its e-commerce. And the way that I understand it is that Microsoft will basically handle all the underlying things. You know, Microsoft has been growing massively when it comes to their their cloud service. Basically, Microsoft will handle all the cloud services part of it and Walmart would handle all the e-commerce, applying to all the third-party sellers and all that kind of stuff and bringing them to the platform while also talking to influencers and all those people to sell the products for them. So it's almost like a match made in heaven and it's the worst nightmare for Amazon because basically Microsoft has been trying to steal cloud share from Amazon and Walmart has been trying to steal e-commerce share away from Amazon. So this is like a perfect, like your the enemy of my enemy is my best friend type of situation where Walmart and Amazon, I mean, Walmart and Microsoft are looking at Amazon like, yo, those guys, we need to beat them. And in order for us to beat them, we need to combine together so we can make sure that we beat them. It's like whenever you watch any cartoon or any of these superheroes, there's always that one villain that's kind of a bad guy, but also a good guy, but he's really a bad guy. And then there's another really, really bad villain. And then he's like, this guy is ruining my entire thing. And so they go combine with the hero and it's like, if you help me, I'll help you because I really don't like that guy very much. And so we're going to combine together with our forces to defeat that one bad guy. In this case, the bad guy is Amazon and Microsoft and Walmart, which Walmart is also the evil empire in and of itself. But they're combining and joining forces to ensure that they can take over TikTok and buy TikTok. Now, the drama with TikTok doesn't end there, though, because the former CEO of TikTok, yes, I said former CEO of TikTok, Kevin Mayer, just resigned. He literally just joined them in May. He literally just started in May. It's, it's June, July, August. We just entered September. 
literally guy joined them in may and he's already he hasn't even finished meeting the entire staff like he's still learning names he's still getting phone numbers he's still getting emails and he just resigned and apparently the reason why he resigned is because he was being left out of all the trade talks between microsoft and tiktok or microsoft and ByteDance. and basically his boss the the ceo of ByteDance, was basically cutting him at the knees and not letting him do anything so he was like you know what i'm not about this life i'm out remember he was over the streaming industry with disney so he's gonna have other opportunities and it's just interesting and oh, you thought i was done with all the plot twists another plot twist when it comes to tiktok the chinese government just expanded a law where any company that's trying to sell any kind of technology has to get approval from the government before the technology can be sold and it is explicitly focused on artificial intelligence which is what is targeting when artificial intelligence software is being sold to an international company now you may be saying well tiktok doesn't really have ai it does the entire way that tiktok makes sure that it feeds you information and feeds you new videos for you to continue watching the whole basis of that is on the ai system that tiktok has where it learns it learns what you like and then it keeps on sending you new and more and more and more videos and so it just threw another wrinkle into the whole fight between whether tiktok is going to be sold or not and it's basically the chinese government doing their tit for tat when president trump said no tiktok must be sold and chinese government is like we'll see about that and it's just basically both sides just going further and further and further fighting each other into different ways and this is just like a marriage with any merger and acquisition that you ever hear about is basically like a marriage in this case you we need the blessing of the united states government and the blessing of the chinese government for microsoft to buy tiktok and in this situation right now neither parents want to give their blessing because both parents hate each other this almost reminds me of pride and prejudice where both families hate each other so much and then the children are like but we just want to make money that's it we just we just want to make money we just that's it that's it and the parents are like no we refuse because this is getting in the way for other reasons so i just find the whole thing this whole drama has been very interesting it's very very interesting the whole business world with this thing is very interesting but anyway speaking of microsoft and walmart and all these different stocks august was an amazing year um, i say year that's how long this year has been this year has been like multiple years within one year i'm even thinking that the entire month of august was an entire year and so much stuff happened in august man like it was as you guys know it's a lot that happened in august but anyway august was one of the best months in the history of the smp 500 it is the best month that it has had actually the best august that the s p 500 has had since 1986 because typically during the summer months stocks are just at an all-time low like not all-time low but i usually flatline during the summer months because a lot of people go on vacation people don't really pay attention to stuff but this time around it's been the direct opposite the s p 500 erased all its losses and hit an all-time high during this this year's august which is just mind-blowing to think about where we were just when we started off this year in march and that we've recovered from a 40% loss and now we're hitting all-time highs even the Dow Jones has erased all of its losses so far this year and the Dow Jones has been very very sluggish and in August it came out and flexed its muscles and did something good in August and as we all know the Nasdaq well 
the Nasdaq has been on a tear. It's just been doing its own thing because it's a bunch of tech stocks, and tech stocks right now is the is all the crave. It's all the way. And the interesting thing to think about when we start talking about tech stocks is tech stocks in the United States is now worth $9.1 trillion. The entire European stock market is worth $8.9 trillion. Let that sink in. The entirety of Europe's business and Europe has like Mercedes Benz and all those kind of businesses in Europe, Shell, BP, all those businesses, the entirety of everything inside Europe, Germany, UK, France, all of them inside Europe doesn't even compare to the tech market that the United States has. That's just mind boggling. It's mind blowing just to see where tech stocks are at right now and how much the U.S. dominates in the, in the tech industry. And speaking of tech stocks, Apple and Tesla finally had their split on Monday which as all you smart and beautiful people know, it was nothing more than a cosmetic thing to make it more appealing to retail investors. That's why I was getting phone calls talking about, is Apple a good buy now? It's always been a good buy, at least to me. As we always talk about on the podcast, any stock is a good buy as long as you're comfortable with the risk and reward app balance of the whole thing. Just knowing what you buy, know the underlying businesses, learn about that business, and then get comfortable in case anything happened. If you lose money, are you comfortable losing money because you believe the company is going to come back in the long term? Just know what you buy. That's the main thing. Know what you own when it comes to stocks. It's not just numbers on a piece of paper. It is a business. It is a business. It is a business. It is a business. But anyway, what I want to talk about is two of the behemoths within the stock within the tech stock industry within the fang as we always like to talk about you know facebook apple amazon microsoft google two of the tech titans are going head to head it's really literally like the godzilla movie king of the monsters where you had godzilla fighting for humanity and you had the other bad monster that just wanted to dominate and destroy all of humanity basically it's the same thing that's happening in the tech world except in this case Godzilla in this case is Apple and the evil empire is Facebook. Facebook is trying to dominate the hearts and minds of people to make sure that we keep watching Facebook and they can sell as much ads as possible. They don't care who they have to deceive in the process. They don't care what kind of misinformation is on their platform in the process. They don't really care. That's Facebook's deal. Apple on the other side is all about, hey, we're going to protect your privacy. We care about our customers. And so we will forever protect your privacy. And Apple finally stuck it to Google and Facebook and to limit the amount of access that they can have with tracking people on their devices. Remember when we talked about WWDC back in June and I came on the show and I was really hyped about the new but old stuff that Apple was doing on their platform and then there was one thing specifically that I was really hyped about. I don't know if y'all remember, I was hyped about the fact that with iOS 14, Apple was deciding to show you every single app. Every time an app wants to track you across multiple platforms or track you across multiple apps, that it will let you know that, hey, do you want this app to track you? Well, Facebook apparently just got the memo and the Zuckmeister himself was like, yo, Apple gonna cost us some money. He sent out this whole memo to all the investors and all the employees talking about like, yo, if this gets implemented by iOS and gets implemented by Apple about 
half of our revenue is probably going to be gone now you have to remember facebook makes 98 percent of its revenue from advertising facebook is very good at advertising and that's how it makes most of its money and so if this if they can't sell targeted ads anymore, you know, targeted ads is when you go and you search like, I need new shoes. And then all of a sudden, when you go on Instagram, all you see is shoe after shoe after shoe after shoe. Basically, that's the idea. And the way they're able to do that is by tracking you from one platform to another platform to another platform. You ever wondered why? You watch a YouTube video about a dress. Now, all of a sudden, everywhere you read an article or anything, the ad on that platform is about the dress that you were just watching a video about. And Facebook has been one of the best at weaseling its way to follow you everywhere you go on the internet. That's why they call it cookies. It leaves a trail for them to follow and pick up after you to know exactly what you're doing. Now, for me, I am all in favor of Apple doing this because we need a company to take a stand on privacy. I hope it benefits Apple, but as you guys know, I use Android, so I don't know why I'm very excited about this because Google will never ever do this because Google, just like Facebook, also does targeted ads. But let's finish up the day with a few interesting tech news that I found about and I thought was interesting. A lot of stuff this week has been tech because that's basically all I've been focused on because I've been trying to hide from the world because there's a lot of negative stuff going on in the world. So like when I do, I just start focusing on tech. So that's why we have a bunch of tech news this week. Sorry, I don't have a bunch of other kind of news. We'll go back into other stuff later on. But talking about tech news, we got Amazon. Amazon just finally got approval from the FAA, which the FAA is basically the police of the sky to finally be able to unleash their fleet of delivery drones called Prime Air. So look forward to the near future where you press, yes, I want to buy this thing. And then 15 minutes later, you see a drone fly over your house and deliver it right to your front door. That's in process. But of course, Amazon was not the first ones to get approved for this. UPS was approved for this, I believe, last year and Google, I think, earlier this year. But it's still big news because, you know, Amazon. So it's pretty interesting to see that happening and see that proceed and process out and see how we go from there. So just look for the future. It's going to be a whole lot more drones in the sky one day. And then the next thing, um, Netflix. This is pretty interesting. Netflix just released a free website, like literally free, free. Not one of those 30 day, you get 30 day free trials on Netflix type of thing, like actually free. And it's not even like the freemium model that Spotify has where it like serves you ads or anything like that. This is like free, free, free. However, like with anything else, there's a catch. You can only watch, they only have about 20 or so shows and movies. And for the shows, you can only watch one episode. Of course, for the movie, you can watch the full movie because they don't want to be that bad. But however, for the shows, you can only watch one episode for each show so it's a way for netflix to like start teasing and tempting new subscribers to join the platform and they're not even targeting anybody in the united states the united states no longer matters to netflix they've dominated the united states they have 193 million subscribers and if you think about it in the united states there's only 330 million people so at that point it's just like we're saturated we're well saturated in the united states they're looking overseas they're looking in the international market to get their next 100 million subs and so 
they're looking elsewhere so much so that they ain't even put in this website or this app on the on apple devices it's only going to be on android devices and on your computer obviously it's a website so that's another thing to keep in mind for all those who didn't want a netflix subscription but you wanted to see some of the netflix shows here's a way that you can do that of course the movies are all netflix original movies that are on there and then finally, and the last thing that we're going to hit on today, the airlines. Airlines finally woke up to an epiphany that nobody likes $200 just to cancel a flight or to cancel or to change a flight or anything like that. They finally woke up. They finally decided, oh, you know what? Southwest was right all along. And so they decided to take away that $200 fee. Well, technically, United Airlines came out and was like, yo, we're taking away this $200 fee because we want to be more pleasing to our customers. And I was like, that's BS. Y'all make all kinds of money. The only reason that you guys are doing it is because you guys are losing all kinds of money and you want to incentivize people to travel a little bit. And so if you can tease people by saying, hey, you can cancel anytime, maybe they'll be more likely to buy a ticket. That's the real reason. Stop lying to the people. But either way, after United Airlines was like, we're no longer doing this $200 flight cancellation fee, Delta and American Airlines were like, neither are we, neither are we, because it's a money, algothropy, I think is the way it's called. Algothropy, I think, instead of a monopoly, it's where uh, four or five companies have dominance in the market. So when one company does something, the rest have to adjust as well to make sure that none of the other companies have a leg up on them. <sighs> I don't think I used that word right, but if y'all know what that word is, hit me up. I don't know what it is. I'll probably go look it up after this. But that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. It's been a long one. I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, keep your eyes open because there might be a drone coming to your house very soon. God bless y'all. Generosity is always greater than greed. I'm out. Peace.